Hey, this is Dee Snyder. You're listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstmann, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hi, I'm Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! Yeah, total alcoholic Ian Wadley. And we're here to talk about Under the Blade by Twisted Sister with our guest... Tic-tac on the clear swatch. Nathan Lewis is with us today. Oh, Tic-tac man. Yeah, it's a great one, man. And it's a long one, so we should get right into it right now. Let's do it. Here we go. We're going to review the very first Twisted Sister full-length album, Under the Blade. And it came out in 1982? Uh, You are correct. Oh, Tic-tac is with us. Let's hear it for Tic-tac. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok man is here and it's his uh it's his donation and boy am I glad that you picked this one, my friend. Because this is uh-huh. one hell of a fucking album. Goddamn right it is, Doc. So uh yeah, um I I discovered this album uh after You Can't Stop Rock and Roll and before um Stay Hungry at a party. And oh, I got to tell you about this party. It's fucking great. Uh, I, I'll never forget this. It was such a monumental party. My friend Gringo, that was his name. Uh, birth name, too. Uh, I don't know what his real name. No, his name is John, actually. So we're at this party, and, and a buddy of his said, Oh, look, I got, you know, this import. It was an... I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Under the Blade was always an import until they redid it for Atlantic. I'm pretty sure it was. Secret Records. So he had the cassette... Correct. And we were listening to it. And to to tell you what a special time it was back then, when he played Tear It Loose, like he kept like rewinding. Check it out. Such a fucking crime. Rewind that. Such a fucking crime. It was so rare to hear like fuck. You know? And there's also, they also say fucking and shoot him down. It's just a rare thing to hear a bad word back then. Um, Anyway, and and John Lennon, uh, working class hero. And I know there's a couple other ones. Frank Zappa, I'm sure, had a few. But um, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's the first time I ever heard it. And just to, I gotta tell you about this party. Uh, I met a girl there, and <laughs> this is this is the kookiest shit you're ever gonna hear. Uh, and it was she was very, uh, let's say, uh, my type of girl. Let's put it that way. And uh, who? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I like that accent. <laughs> oh, whoa. Pee in my cunt, you bastard. Anyway, so, so, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the balcony, right? And the party's going on. This is like the fifth floor or something. And I'm making out with this chick, and she's grabbing my dick, and she, and I'm like, fuck this. I go up to the, in front of the whole party. I close the curtains in front of the whole party. Grab the bitch, made her get down. She's sucking my dick, right? On the fucking balcony. And Gringo looks out, <laughs> Gringo looks out the curtain, and he's going, no, Ralph, no. 
And I'm like giving him the thumbs up. Yo, dude, check me out getting head. Dude, I found out later that was Gringo's sister. Oh. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hoping you were going to say it was a dude. That's right. I thought it was going. No, I'm not Ian, bro. <laughs> I don't worry, bro. Pussy. So, <laughs> yeah, you get home all you want wear a dress? No, I, yeah, I, I do have to give it to Ian. I, I really... uh. Uh, yeah, it, it took balls. I, I admit, he had more balls than me to get on drugs for that. Answer. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I fell in love with this album. Though um, I don't think I ever owned this album till even after Atlantic. Though I do own both Secret and Atlantic versions of the album, and I totally prefer the Atlantic version. Uh, I love, unlike Still Hungry, I love what Mark Mendoza did. With uh, Atlantic, but you know, today I listen to both, and man, the secret version is awesome. I mean, it's primitive and uh, it's raw and it's kind of tinny, but that's how a lot of the metal albums were back in the early '80s. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, um, you know, budget, you know, with the shit. And plus, they were on a punk rock label. You know, Secret was punk rock, so it sounded like a punk album. You know, but uh, it's it's fucking awesome. Nathan, why don't you tell us? Uh, how'd you, how you uh, discovered this album? Uh, it, uh, obviously, like everybody else in America, it wasn't your first Twist Sister album, was it? Uh, man, uh, I suppose not, but it was close, dude. Um, I'm 40 years old, so uh, this album came out when I was four, right? Um, but I, I have vivid memories of being... Uh, a, a small child, and in my um, in my parents' living room, they had a stereo which had the uh, record player, a dual cassette, and an eight track all in one. And that's where I would listen to music when I was a little kid. And I had two older brothers who were into metal, and. I, rem- I would sit in the living room with uh, big giant over-the-ear uh, headphones with the little uh, curly Q yeah. cord, uh, and I would listen to, uh, and this is all on, on vinyl, I'd listen to Stay Hungry, uh, Shout at the Devil, and Live After Death. Um, I was six or seven, and I remember... Um, Distinctly, my mother grabbing a hold of uh, the Stay Hungry LP, and she was just, she didn't, she couldn't really grasp what the hell she was looking at with the cover and looking at the song titles and whatnot. Um, but so that was kind of my introduction to Stay Hungry, but I had never seen, we, we didn't have MTV, cable didn't come to our neck of the woods for another few years. Uh, so I had never seen the videos or anything, um, and my my brother also had the uh, Under the Blade cassette. So I would listen to that up in my bedroom on our little shitty boombox. Um, so they were they were kind of neck and neck as far as when I got into them. Um, and the thing that is, I think, uh, makes Twisted Sister kind of special with me is I wasn't influenced by the videos. Um, it was all audio 
with me when I first heard them. So in my eyes and ears, they were a badass, evil, heavy metal band. Um, and they've always kind of been that way. And I think depending upon how you first come across Twisted Sister, that greatly influences how you're gonna look at the band. So I'm psyched, I'm very happy that I never saw those videos. I, I, I love them, but I think in the big picture, uh, I don't know if they did more harm than good. I don't know. Um, probably for sales, they, they, they did good, but um, uh, Twisted Sister is a fucking awesome hard rock, uh, hard-working bar band and uh, American icons. And D. Schneider is, is he might be my favorite frontman. I don't blame um, you. He's in my top three for sure. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge Zeppelin guy, so I think Plant's probably my favorite. Uh, and then you get, you get D. And um, I love, I love how Bruce Dickinson works. Works the crowd. <laughs> I love Dickinson. I just can't help goofing on him at times, but I do love Bruce Dickinson. Contrary, I know I'm ruining my reputation. But but TikTok, well, let me let me let me interrupt you for one second because you mentioned uh, you weren't influenced by the video. Now here's the funny thing about me: how I discovered Twisted Sister was a 30 second commercial on MTV, uh, a promotion for MTV. Where they showed like a little clip of you can't stop rock and roll, where in the where they're in the street, and you know with all the denim and they look like scumbags, no makeup on, and it was like MTV. I have that commercial somewhere on VHS, and they show a little clip of you can't stop rock and roll, and I'm like, whoa, who are these guys? This is so cool, and uh, and a buddy of mine that knows everything from back then, he's like, oh, that's this band called Twisted Sister. And their album's called You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Oh. And, and then when I went to get it and I saw the back cover, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, half of it's <laughs> them and denim, and the other half is full makeup. But, man, when I played that album, I instantly, instantly fell in love with that band. And that, I, I guess, timelines everything, because You Can't Stop Rock and Roll is my favorite Twisted Sister album. But, boy, this one is fucking up. Awesome. This one's heavier, actually, I would say. It's their heaviest album. Easily, yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, is that all TikTok? Should we pass it to Ian uh, here? Yeah, let's see what the uh, <laughs> let's see what the guy in the dress has to say about Twitter. <laughs> hey, hey, if there's anybody qualified to talk about guys who dress like chicks, it's me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I thought TikTok. I thought you brought up an incredible point about how you base how you see this band you know you know did you hear him first or did you see him uh because i definitely saw him on mtv that's how that's how i discovered him summer of 84 and i really can't remember if i bought stay hungry at that time i mean i loved the videos i, I thought they were great they were hilarious uh but that definitely influenced how i always saw twisted sister as a joke even though I liked them, I always saw them as a jokey band, as a you know a gimmicky band. Um, and I because I know and, it, and, and and Ian, a lot of people think that because of those videos, you know. Right. No, and I understand that, and I, and that probably left that an impression on me because uh, 
you know, looking back at that time, 84, I still wasn't like, you know, I was mainly listening to top 40 shit. Even though I did have Quiet Riot, I did have Pyromania, but those were more like anomalies in my collection. You know, it, it wasn't really until 85 when I started buying the metal. But I remember, I can't remember, I can't remember a real timeline when I got Stay Hungry, but I'm guessing it was probably 85 when I got the full uh, album. And it was shortly after that through Columbia House. I was like, oh my God, I love this shit. I got I see they have two more albums. And I got, uh, of course, Under the Blade. Uh, the one I got was the Atlantic for excuse me, Atlantic version, which I wish I still had because now uh, I don't have a physical copy of them. I have two MP3s, but I have I have the original UK and then I have the Eagle one that was put out and I believe uh, let's see, two, uh, 2011. That's that's the one that, uh, that Mark Mendoza did. Uh, that's got the bonus tracks and everything. Um, and I'm listening to that, and I was like, fuck, even that one doesn't sound as good. I think the Atlantic might have sounded better. I don't know. I, I wish I had a copy of that. That's what I'm saying. I, and I believe I do, Ian. I'll send it to you. Uh, but uh, okay. I I love the Atlantic. I love what Mark Mendoza did to that album. It's fucking awesome. It, right. sounds, it sounds much better, you know? Uh, but keep going. Well, I, 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 they show, like, three different producers. I know the, the original is the Pete Way. And then I don't know about the Atlantic one. If that's the one Mendoza did, yes, I thought Mendoza yes. did. Yes. Okay. Well, they, then they also list D, so maybe D did the 2011 one that I have. I thought it, I thought it was Mendoza and D. Co, co. Okay. Well, you may be right. I, I, I just remember it being Mark Mendoza. Right. And by the way... That, that could uh, be... Just, just to... to uh, uh, just to talk about what you said about Pete Way, uh, I watched for everybody out there, you know, because TikTok picked this album. He doesn't even know this, so uh, I just informed them there is a reissue of uh, Under the Blade on CD that brings a DVD, which has the whole Reading Festival and an interview with the band members talking about the Reading Festival and the recording of the album. And they said Pete Way, uh, Pete Way, they're like, we love Pete Way. He's such a great guy, but that guy hardly did anything couple times he said yes and no but he really didn't do much you know do you have do you have that in front of you ralph that uh, that edition i have yes. actually both versions on cd uh spitfire released the one with mark mendoza and d snyder okay okay so yeah i have them both in front of me okay um, yeah i would the, the one i have the bonus tracks uh are uh what you what you don't know sure can't hurt you and shoot, shoot him, him down, down under the blade under the blade leader of the pack, of the pack. <laughs> yep shoot him down live that is that yeah. is actually the rough cut vinyl uh that they added okay. on here which when i had d yeah, snyder sign it too. yeah when i had d snyder dj uh, i mean aj and d snyder d snyder freaked he was like man you got this this is awesome you know but yeah, that that's something else. Secret Records uh, released back then. But yeah, they added it on the original version, uh, which has the D the, the DVD. The Atlantic version that came out on Spitfire uh, just has. Uh, didn't they add? Um, I don't want to grow up. Uh, yeah, I'll never. Grow yeah, up. I'm not grow up now. Yeah. Yeah, that that's on the. Yeah, that wasn't on the original. But uh, right. yeah. So you wanted me to grab this for what? <laughs> 
No, I was just curious if that's the Eagles re Eagle Records version that you have, but no, no you say it's, it's the Spitfire no, remaster. Spitfire is the Atlantic version. This one came out on a label called Armory Records. Oh, okay. Yeah, All that's right. the one I have. But yeah, yeah, now that I see that, this does talk about the DVD that came with that, too. Yeah, I'd, li I'd like to check that out. Totally. But, uh, I, I recommend both, because this one, you know, you get the secret version, but Atlantic version, I think, superior. But, uh, you know, going back to when, you know, I, I went back and got the first two, uh, I remember neither one of them uh, hit me the way Stay Hungry did. Uh, I mean, Stay Hungry, I mean, to this day, I love every fucking track. I think there's not one fucking thing wrong with Stay Hungry. So it is uh, my, my favorite. Yeah. But I remember initially I liked You Can't Stop Rock and Roll better than uh, Under the Blade. Under the Blade was just so raw to me. And I, I was like, just something don't sound right. But going back now, I gotta, I gotta, it's just a fucking cunt hair under Stay Hungry for me. I mean, it's real, real fucking neck and neck, man. I, this is a great album. Aside from one song. <laughs> I say the same thing about Stay Hungry, aside from one song. I can't remember. What was it you didn't like on Stay Hungry? Uh, we're, yeah. not, we're not gonna take it. I never liked it. Oh, though, okay. though I love the, that, that piano version. Uh, it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's weird, weird that he doesn't like it or that piano version's weird. Well, it, yeah, but, he doesn't he doesn't like the classic one at all, but right. the piano version. I mean, that's that's all well and good. I think I don't know. I I love the song pretty much just for the uh uh, the drum intro. I think that's one of the coolest uh, intros ever. I love it. Where where D. Snyder went on record say he ripped off uh, "Come On Feel the Noise" for that drum intro chorus yeah. going to the song. That's what you know. Come on, feel the noise was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I think I heard him say that on uh, yeah. Eddie Trunk. Yeah, yeah. I heard him say that oh. years and years ago. Yeah, well, it worked. But, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah look, now it's good. It's good for what it is, and it helped the band explode. So I respect it for that because I think this band should right. have been huge. But uh, I just feel like, dude, that album is like badass all the way through, except for that one song. Right. Well, I mean, that kind of goes to what I was saying earlier. It's like uh, everybody knows that tune, but it's so not indicative of Twisted Sister. Yeah. You know, it's a good song, but. Uh, if you're gonna rate them all on uh, "Stay Hungry," that's definitely towards the bottom. If not the, uh, yeah, it's probably the worst song on the album. It, um, but uh, but it served a function and uh, it made it made D a millionaire. So yep. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I fucking love it. And, and man, I, listening to this, I probably haven't listened to this in, in, in its entirety. I would say probably since the late '80s. And I ended, up, I ended up listening to this all the way through six times today. <laughs> I mean, I just kept playing it, playing it. And then I, I deleted the one song on my phone. Like, today today was a rare day that I could listen to music today. I was away from everybody. And, uh, man, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I even came home and listened to it again to, to do the notes, man. So thank you, TikTok. Hey. Uh, good, good, uh, good day today, man. Cool. Love it. All right. All right. So, well, uh, yeah. Let's let's get into this album. TikTok. What do you think of the opening track? What you don't know. 
Oh boy. Um, I think it's a great opener. Um, I, it, the song, it's, um, it kind of, it sets the table, you know, um, for the rest of the album for the most part. Um, I have had difficulty over the years kind of figuring out the, a lot of the tunes, you know what the message is, what the meaning is. This song confuses me. I don't really know what the hell they're saying in a way. Um, but uh, as most people know, I'm, I'm pretty sure this starts off 90%. This is their opener whenever you see them live. Um, and it's definitely the way to do it. Um, it always makes, it reminds me of, uh, what's the other band that does the, uh, uh, welcome back my friends to the show that never ends with sex. Emerson like a, Emerson like a bomber. Yeah. It always makes me think of that, which bums me out. Cause I hate that song. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <me> but <laughs> I think this is an awesome track. Um, I, I've seen them live, uh, a couple times and it, it just gets you absolutely pumped and and ready for what's to come. Uh, I don't have much more to say about it. I just I just think it's it is a classic Twisted Sister track. Ian, well, uh, well, first of all, yes, I agree. I mean, what a fucking opener! Uh, probably in a three-way tie for my favorite song on the album. It should open up every Twisted Sister show. <laughs> there should never be another opener than this one. And what I get out of it, uh, I kind of think it sums up Twisted Sister themselves. Like, hey, we're coming out here and we look like chicks, but we will kick your fucking ass. You hear that, Michael Butler? In a fucking dress. <laughs> and, and Twisted Sister did that, you know, I'm sure they went up against a bunch of shit. Coming out in the late 70s, especially in New York, dressed like a bunch of hulas, you know, and then, but they're going to come out there and then they're going to fucking, uh, you know, knock your boots off with how fucking rock and roll they are. Uh, so that's what I get out of it at least, but, but who knows? Uh, I, I love it though, man. And, and this is, I wish more people knew this side of Twisted Sister because I think so many people do look at them as kind of jokey. And, and I admit, even I do to a certain extent because it's just what you associate with. And I associate with those silly fucking videos. And, uh, you know, and I lived through the fucking, well, we all did. But, you know, I, I remember, you know, vividly when they came out with Leader of the Pack. Uh-huh. And, and how, all, how all of a sudden it was so not cool. I would say I compare these guys to Culture Club. Uh, <laughs> and, and not musically by any means, but... They were two bands around the same time that at at one time like they're both dudes dressed like a chick and all that stuff, but they got so fucking huge and like everybody loved them. And and then all of a sudden one day they became the uncoolest thing in the fucking world. You know? Uh and, and they were, I mean, both million selling bands. But that but then just one album later after their peak, uh, they were a joke. Uh, nobody wanted to be caught dead in one of their shirts or, you know, uh, seen at their show. They just became so uncool. But, man, if they would have kept on this path, if they would have followed up Stay Hungry with something like this, they definitely would have kept the metal respect. You know, it might probably might not have sold as well because it didn't have something as catchy. Uh, but I think overall for their career, it would have saved them. 
you know, if they if they went the heavy route instead of like, hey, let's do another shticky kind of thing, you know? Because I mean, what a horrible one-two punch of uh, leader of the pack and be cruel to your school, you, you know? Just such bad representations of a really good hard rock band. Uh, but this, to me, is quintessential Twisted Sister. Now, yeah, I do agree. This is their heaviest album by far. By far. And what a way to kick it off. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, I agree with you 100% as far as the lyrics go. Uh, I always got the impression as D. Snyder, like, you know, hey, look at us. You know, you know, don't, don't judge the picture by the cover. Because, you know, we may look like transvestite, but we're going to kick your ass. That's exactly what I get out of the song. You know, the whole part, well, what you don't know sure can't, uh, sure can hurt you. You know, it's like that one I agree with TikTok. I don't know why that's in there. That, that is confusing. I, and I never even thought of that till today, actually, when I was listening. I was like, why is this song called this? You know? It's a play on what you don't know can't doesn't hurt you. And what this says, what you don't know sure can hurt you. So it's a contradiction. I mean, you've never heard that saying, well, what he don't know won't hurt him. You know? You've never heard that before? Hey, man, stop asking me questions. I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> okay, bye. What the fuck? Okay, bye. Uh, uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. The fucking beginning. And, and, yes, it's the perfect opening song. But you know what? I think Come Out and Play is a fucking perfect opening song, too. Uh, yeah, it's, the album is pretty weak, but you have Fire Still Burns, Kill or Be Killed in the title track. Oh, yeah, I love half that album. Yeah, yeah. If, those, if that album, you know, was full of those songs, hell yeah. But you see, here's the thing, too, I want to talk about what you were talking about, Leader of the Pack. Um, at the time, and, the, and this is something that we don't have to deal with anymore because of the internet age and no MTV. There's no such thing as that overexposure anymore. Before Leader of the Pack came out, Twisted Sister was totally overexposed. You know, they were everywhere, every magazine, everything. You know, there's a lot of bands that were, you know, you know who suffered that too was Cheap Trick with Budokan. And, you know, by the time, you know, Dream Police, they were just so overexposed and didn't really fare them well. I think Twisted Sister probably, I mean, yes, uh, for the metalheads, if they would have released an Under the Blade after... Uh, stay hungry. Yeah, it would have been great for the metalheads, but I think it was already like too much, too soon. Uh, and you know, every fucking weekend, MTV was showing the concert. Every second, the videos. It was just over fucking exposed. But I still loved it. And I was still, you know, when I saw the leader of the pack, which I already owned, Rough Cut at that time, the Rough Cuts, and I knew that leader of the pack was a huge, huge hit for the audiences of the club club scene so of course they thought hey it was a hit back then it'll be a hit now you know and and yes i think it's terrible even the the rough cut version it's like oh. but um anyway going back to the song yes it's fucking awesome aj Perro, dude the way he bangs the drums when ian said when ian <laughs> ian snyder when ian snyder says uh, hit it and he's just pounding the fuck you want to talk about an underrated drummer AJ fucking Perro, man. And, uh, and you know, I mean, it's it's meat and potatoes rock. I mean, you don't have, like, you know, uh, you know, like some fucking shredders on stage. Yeah, they're, two, they're two mediocre players. Let, let, let's, let's, uh, let's be honest here. 
Oh, uh, yeah. But there was a magic to this band that was more... To me, Twisted Sister is a live band. I don't think, even with You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, Stay Hungry, and uh, Under the Blade, I don't think it really translated as well as They Are Live. It, you know, even this album, you know, watching that Reading Festival today, seeing them come out opening to this, they were just cutthroat, brutal. And the very last time I saw them, which was like, what, four years ago, I flew to New Jersey. They destroyed every band there, and every band there ruled. You had Raven, Anvil, TT Quick, The Rods. And Twist Sister came out in the middle of the show and fucking destroyed everybody. They are just the most, one of the most amazing live bands you can ever see in your life. They're fucking phenomenal. And this, yes, is a great opening track. Only seen them play this live once, and that was um, at uh, New Jersey, because I only saw Twist Sister twice in the 80s. Uh, headline Stay Hungry Tour and open for Iron Maiden on the Stay Hungry Tour. I never saw a Twist Sister. They never came to Florida ever since. But man, they, they're just phenomenal live. And I love this song. I'll go to the next one, the song I don't love. Um, Bad Boys of Rock and Roll. I don't like this song. I've never liked it. This is the one song on the album that it's kind of like, you know, they're, we're not going to take it. From back then, it was their, you know, their little goofy, you know, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of something J.J. French wrote in the 70s. You know? It just doesn't hold, it doesn't hold up to the rest of the tracks on these albums. And, uh, I just find it kind of hokey and, and dumb and, you know, like a we're gonna, not going to take it type song. Where You don't hear no songs like this on You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. But, uh, yeah, not a fan. What do you think, TikTok? Uh... Yeah, I get what you're saying, dude. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a it's a poppy rock song. Um, it, it's very melodic. Um, it's cheesy, but I love it, and I think that is simply because I was listening to this when I was seven years old. You know what I mean? To me, when I was that age, this <laughs> this was this was a great song you know and it's and it still is kind of i still view it that way in uh, a nostalgic type of way um it's definitely cheese ball and it definitely uh is a bit of a uh, i don't know what the term is but it it doesn't quite fit i think this and uh yeah this and one other track kind of they don't really seem to fit with the rest of them um, but I don't know. I dig it, and I was reading the lyrics to this <clears throat> because I don't know. I, I've listened to this album so many times over the years, and I've never read the lyrics um, until today. And it seems to be D seems to be saying that uh, they're perceived as bad boys, but actually they're not is kind of the whole theme of it and, and if that's obvious to everybody else I guess I'm the retard here but uh, what he's saying is you know uh, <laughs> I believe the correct term is waterhead sir this is uh, 2018 <laughs> is, is it, I apologize to the to the waterheads out there uh, waterhead <laughs> yeah I don't know I, yeah it, they're saying hey you know we look this way, but we're not bad guys. 
um, which I found kind of interesting. Um, we just it, wrote a bad song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't hold it against us. But um, and like a lot of Twisted Sisters uh, songs, it's like uh, when you first hear them, um, you 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 get your first impression of the meaning or the theme or whatnot. But when you actually listen a little bit more, read the lyrics or whatnot, it's oftentimes it's the opposite of what you think, and it's more of a almost a positive type of thing. Um, I realize it's hokey, cheesy, or whatever the hell, but uh, I dig the song. It's definitely at the bottom or towards the bottom of the best tracks on here. But uh, I'll rock out to some bad boys of rock and roll. What do you well, think? Well, timelines, everything, TikTok. You know, you know the same, right? That's right. So, all right, Ian. They, they should have called this bad songs of rock and roll. First of all, is there a good song with bad boy in the in the title? There is one. What's that? ACDC, motherfucker. Bad boy. Okay. One. Bon, okay. Only Bon Scott can do a song yeah. good called Bad Boy Boogie. Must have a bad boy song somewhere in the catalog. Just, 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 just listen to the fucking opening lyrics. The day that I was born, the rain fell down. There was trouble brewing in my hometown. Bon Scott rules. Thank you. That's beautiful. All right. Well, that's an anomaly because every other bad boy song sucks. <laughs> and when I hear bad boy, I don't think like what a cool dude. I think it's some little fucking bratty kid at the mall like crying, and you just want his mom or dad to smack the shit up. That's a bad boy. You know, this song is so fucking shitty. Oh my God, does it bring the album to a screeching halt? I mean, after you hear what you don't know, and and then then this, like, what the fuck? And I've always kind of questioned. Uh, you know, I always found it so odd that you know D. Snyder, uh, uh, you know, incredible frontman, uh, one of the best voices ever. Oh yeah. But 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 he gets all the writing credit. I'm like, bitch, you wrote the guitar. You wrote the drum, you wrote that. This song, I believe it. I fucking believe it on this. Because it, 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 it's the worst song musically. I mean, the guitar is so... It sounds like guys who had just picked up a guitar for the first time. Even in the drum suck on this, the great AJ Pirro. But I know this song was around much longer. They released this as a single before he was even in the band. He joined right before they recorded this shit. And yeah, you want to know how AJ can play? Put on that Cities record, man. Holy shit! Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, but here, wow, <laughs> wow, is it fucking bad? I mean, even even for Twisted Sister, this is this. I actually think this is the worst song. This shit makes fucking "Be Cruel to Your School" sound like fucking Stargazer. Oh, come uh, on. No, no, this this is really. I mean, across the board, man. Okay, the only thing that you could say about this is. You can't fuck with D's voice. D always sounds good. The lyrics are fucking waterhead retarded. They're fucking retarded. Pee in my cut, you bastard. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the music is fucking horrible. I mean, it's really... and you, But you can kind of see that this is an old song that they brought in with these other songs because it sticks out like a sore thumb. And I think they thought, you know, kind of like what they did with... Uh, with leader of the pack, like, hey, this might have worked in the fucking club, but it doesn't work compared. The rest of the material on this album is so fucking strong and so more metal that you got this like little hippy dippy. I, I I don't know what the fuck this shit is, man. It, but it's fucking bad. 
It's really fucking bad. It's like a, a B-side from fucking Love is for Suckers Bad. This what's, is what's really... Worse, what's cool. worse, Ian? This what's that? Or, or Bad Boy Boogie by Motley Crue? Ooh. I know, that's a, that's oh. a tough one. That, that's like that. That's two waterheads you shouldn't let in the ring. <laughs> you know, that is bad. No matter who wins, the audience loses. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh my God, this is so bad. But fuck, do they turn shit around with the next song? And I was kind of worried, you know, because on my first listen today, you know, I get so excited with the first one. I'm so let down on the second one. I was like, Oh my God, is, you know, I haven't heard this. What's the next one going to be like? Because I didn't remember it by title. Run for your life. Holy shit. Now, this is a fucking rocker. Back on, I mean, I love how it's got that little slow start, but you can kind of feel the evil setting in, you know? And I, I get, you know, lyrically, like, like this is a guy waking up, you know, he's a, he's a drunk, uh, you know, looking at the glass and stuff like that. Uh, you know, looking at his old lady, probably wondering what the fuck he did last night kind of shit. But, oh, it just, you know, there's that awesome buildup, and then it just kicks you in the boo-boo. I fucking love this song. Uh, definitely an album track, and definitely, uh, you know, this is one I would recommend to somebody like, eh, Twisted Sister. Like, check this motherfucker out. Awesome fucking song. What do you think, TikTok? Dude, I agree 100%. Um, I, I love the, you get, when it first kicks in, it's a little rocking, and then it slows down, and you get kind of a little, little breakdown going on. I think it's beautiful. It's great. What I absolutely love is uh, one of the definitive live versions is uh, Dee's little rap uh, with the bass and the drums in the background, and he gives it the, uh, uh, this is a song about someone I know who for the past five years has been trying to kill his girlfriend. He's <laughs> killed right now, uh, but he's getting out real soon. So ladies, you better run for your life. <laughs> It, it's so fucking cheesy, but so awesome. And I, the way my brain works, I'm like, dude, who is this friend of yours? And <laughs> how incompetent and stupid is this guy? He, like, really? He's been trying to kill her for five years? Like, what is this guy doing? Is he like the... Is, is, is he, he Wiley Coyote and his girlfriend's the Roadrunner? <laughs> He's the Coyote of, of fucking heavy metal. What is this idiot up to? So, <laughs> I don't think the ladies in the audience have to worry at all about this fool. Fucking uh, building Acme fucking uh, bombs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to blow up his old lady's car. He burned his lips on the tailpipe. <laughs> his old lady His old lady drew a bridge and he went through it and fell off a cliff. <laughs> Yeah, this dude's a, uh, he's a, he's a, what, you know, waterhead? What the hell did you say? <laughs> That's right. A total waterhead. <laughs> he's a real waterhead. He's a seat biter, a window licker. He's a Jacobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, this dude's a real fucking Jacobs. So I, I love that. Um, and me being the, uh, the Beatles nut swinger that I am, of course, we all know about their fucking classic run for your life which right pretty hell, hell much, yeah. which, which the lyrics are pretty much the same if you well, really think about it, same subject matter it, well yes and in my research today doc uh i i looked at the lyrics for the twisted sister and for the beatles and i determined that lennon's version is actually a hell of a lot more evil yeah, uh, oh yeah he wishes death on her. 
well, yeah. I mean, the uh, twisted sister. He's he's kind of threatening and whatnot. I'm gonna, you, but fuck, Lennon is is blatantly saying, you know, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, whereas twisted sister one, it, he's a he's kind of whiny. You know, he's like, eh, well, you hurt my feelings. You did this and that. There's there's none of that in the Beatles one. So. Uh, the Beatles version is actually like more fucking evil and metal, which is which is pretty crazy to think about. Well, you think about it, Liverpool is kind of like the Bronx of England. It, well, I, I, they beat Twisted Sister on this one, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're queens from Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these dudes put on uh, makeup and dresses. I mean, what kind of fucking homos would do that? You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep drinking. Out of boy. So uh, yeah, but the song itself, the the uh, the main riff, where is you better run, is, is awesome. And and in this live version, when when the uh, when the heavy riff kicks in and D gives it the uh, here we go, motherfuckers, it's it is so great. D is amazing, and, and like uh, I don't know, one of you guys was saying, live Twisted Sister is just about impossible to beat. They are unbelievable live. Um, something that you cannot capture in a studio at all. And live versions of Run For Your Life, um, especially the version in the uh, from the Reading Festival that you mentioned earlier, Ralph. It's, it's just... I gotta see that shit. Ah, uh, dude, it, it is quintessential heavy metal. It is badass. Uh, you see, you see idiots throwing shit at him, which I, I can't believe. I would have been sitting there with my jaw on the ground. Um, but they did win the crowd over. Um, but uh, yeah, this song is amazing. It's uh, probably my third favorite on the album. What do you think, Doc? Oh hell yeah, I, I absolutely love this song. Um, yeah, it does have kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like Burning Hell Part One. You know, it uh, starts off like uh, menacing and and slow, and then it like kicks into like a heavy song. And uh, boy, yeah, I love it. And I, and I was gonna bring up the fact the uh, the coincidental lyrics with the Beatles version. I mean, the Beatles lyrics to "Run for Your Life," how it's both about chicks that they they don't like and stuff. But yeah, you 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 brought up an interesting point that you know they were just talking about you hurt me and be and. John is like, I hope you die, you know, <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's a fucking great song. And, uh, and, and it goes well with, with, uh, with the album. It's total, you see, and, and, you know, it's rock and roll, but back then this shit was so heavy metal. It was fucking, it hurt. And, uh, it, it's just great. And, and yeah, you know I mean? Like what you were saying earlier, man, you listen to this without knowing what they look like. You know, I, I often wonder. If, the, if Twist's sister look like scumbags like they do when they don't wear the makeup and they're all in denim and shit, would, would, they, would they still have succeeded? You know, I, I think maybe, I'm not saying definitely, but I think they could have. You know, just, you know, keep that, you know, you know the, the, the dirty vest and the dirty jeans and, you know, D. Snyder's scraggly hair and... And, you know, and, and J.J. French scraggly wig, 
I, I think uh, they probably could have succeeded uh, without the makeup. And I think the makeup had a lot to do with their downfall, too. Uh, if they just look normal, uh, I think uh, they, they, you know, like Motorhead, like, you know, Motorhead has a lot of credit, you know, a lot of credibility. But, you know, I could be wrong. I, 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 I think they needed it. I, I, I really do. I mean, to get their foot in the door, I think they needed it. But, you know, another thing with the makeup, I mean, look what they did on Stay Hungry. The Stay Hungry is one makeup. But then look what they did for Come Out Play. It was even more girly, and, and now these wearing white leather. You know, they kind of really, uh, you know, poofed it up a little bit for Come Out and Play. I think that hurt, too besides the bad songs, but I think back in the day, because they didn't have that, like, guitar hero in the band or something like that, I think they did need that to get their foot in the door. But if you, and that's if you never saw them live, you know? If you saw them live, I think it'd be one thing, but I think they needed the makeup. But yeah, just I mean, opinion. yeah, that's why I say, you know, I, I, probably they wouldn't have succeeded. All I know is when they, they dress like scumbags, I love that fucking look. That, that look of, you know, like, uh, on the back of this uh, Come On Play album where they're not wearing any makeup and they're all in denim and shit. I, I think they look badass, you know, like, you know, but, but yeah, you're right. If they, it probably would, they probably wouldn't have succeeded right. with that look, but damn, I prefer that look. You know, I, I would say the same thing about Kiss. I don't think Kiss ever would have made it without the makeup. Uh, even, 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 I, I think there, there's good songs. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that 70s shit, I love it. But I, I, I think there was a million other bands that kind of had the same rock and rolling they, sound. They, they definitely wouldn't have been a phenomenon without the makeup, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. You know, but you know, you never know. They probably could have been like a, you know, an Aerosmithy. Yeah. You know, TikTok says they suck either way, right? TikTok. <laughs> fucking garbage. Move on. Yeah. T- you know, TikTok. Garbage. I love it. TikTok told me. TikTok told me like a few months ago. You know, I'm starting to get into Kiss. I go, stop. Don't. Hey, keep <laughs> that, that? asshole. I said, hey, 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 don't do that, TikTok. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> I, I, I got sucked into uh, Creatures of the Night and uh, rock and roll over a little bit. All right, but... just stay there. Other than that, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, check I... out The Elder. Let's nip this shit in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put it yeah. on. I'll take The Elder over fucking uh, uh, Hot in the Shade and Animal Eyes and all that fag stuff. Dude, dude. <laughs> uh, 80s Kiss, oh, my God. You posted those pictures, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Paul Stanley wearing bike reflectors. God. And fish, and fish tackles. He is <laughs> the fucking worst of all time. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm done with it. What's the next song? Sin After Sin? No, right? Yes, sir. Sin After Sin. Hell yeah. Here's another one, man. Fucking. And, and you know, it's kind of like the, the lost, the forgotten song. I don't believe this, this survived the next album set list. I could be wrong. I didn't see that tour. Uh, but, man, this is, a, you know, another fucking scorching tune. Uh, it picks it up kind of like uh, What You Don't Know. It's much heavier. I love, like, the, the Sin After Sin. You know, I love that, that, that type of vocal thing. And I love how it ends when he's like, Sin After Sin, ow, Sin After Sin, ow. It's just fucking awesome. Uh, love it. What do you think, Ian? Oh, fuck yeah. You know, but Judas Priest much? I mean, title and music. I can totally see, you know, the Priest influence. And that's fine by me because this song fucking kicks ass. 
Uh, I love it. I, lo- I love, uh, you know, the, you know, the way you just, you know, the sin after sin. And I even love, I love the guitar that comes after that. Near, 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 you know, it almost reminded me of something you might hear off from KK. Can you, can you do that KK. again, please? Near, 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 near. That sounds like, <laughs> that, sounds like that, that, that cat commercial with Morris. <laughs> meow, 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 yeah, uh, no, man, I, I, I dig it, but man, this is wearing your influences on your sleeve. But hey, nothing's wrong with that, you know, as long as it's the right influences. And you know, in the club days, they used to play Hellbent for Leather. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I love this one. What you think, TikTok? Oh, dude, absolutely love it. Uh, AJ's uh, drumming uh, intro is. My fun. God. Dude. The guy is a beast. I, I would say he's the un, unsung hero of the album. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that him and D are the only real standouts no, in the band. No man, Mark Mendoza's a beast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I was gonna mention Mark a little later, but yeah, dude. <laughs> Especially when you watch that that Redding stuff, where you, you, his uh, his bass is really up in the mix, and the dude he's tearing it up and. He's the only guy I've ever seen who punches the shit out of his face the whole Yeah, yeah. And it, and you notice, because I was watching the show today, in the beginning of Destroyer, before the, the, the song kicks in, he's shaking the bass. Mm. You know, he has it on side. He's just shaking and he's making this <laughs> earthquake sound like, <laughs> like something bad's about to happen. That shit's genius. For Chris's <laughs> sister, it's genius. Well, I, I, I just always used to think that he he was mad because it sounded so shitty. And he said, like, God damn it, this bass is broken. Uh, I'm trying to play and nothing, nothing's coming out good. <laughs> I mean, it, it's unique how he would, like, beat the shit out of his bass. And, and while he's doing it, he's actually playing the song. It's yeah. fucking awesome. It's impressive. It's badass. Yeah, and he's shaking that thing, and it and it works well with, uh, like in the beginning of uh, Destroyer, you get uh, AJ on the drums. He's he's uh, he's got the floor tom, and he's just slowly building up that, and it's it's fucking awesome. It's classic. He looks Amazing. like a complete maniac, which is uh, even better. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, AJ's tearing it up, and yeah, like like you were saying. Um, uh, you go uh, sin up to sin, but before before that, uh, kind of coming right out of the verse when they they go, you're committing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's also badass. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that gives me a fucking chubby. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's a classic, classic Twisted Sister. Um, this is among one of my favorite Twisted Sister songs nice. of all time. Uh, this is a track that would have fit right on to you know. Uh, 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 you can't stop rock and roll and stay hungry. Just a, a fucking awesome, awesome track. And it would have helped out, come out and play. <laughs> well, oh, stuff is, yeah. I take this. Uh, right, so, uh, TikTok, take the next one. All right, next we got uh, Shoot Him Down. Um, she looks so fine like champagne and wine. Dude, I love it. Uh, this is probably the. S- the other, aside from Bad Boys, this is seems to be their other maybe uh, attempt at a radio-friendly type of song or whatnot. Um, it is catchy as hell. It is badass. Um, <laughs> uh, the subject matter is, is is pretty cool. When I was a kid, 
uh, like I said, I didn't really know all the lyrics or what the hell they were saying. I kind of made them up in my head. Um, I pictured it, dude. He was just angry, just kind of shooting people or whatnot. <laughs> you know, but when you actually look at it, uh, it's about, you know, a, a, a narcissistic chick and a narcissistic dude who get their kicks on just uh, fucking with people um, and shooting them down and making making the others feel like shit to elevate themselves. And then, like a, like a lot of uh, Twisted Sister songs, uh, it, there's actually a very positive message towards the end. Um, you know, kind of disguised in in, in metal. Um, D's, D points out these scumbags and then saying, you know, fuck them. Um, you know, let, let's, let's actually go get them. And, and he ends it with, uh, let's shoot him down with a fucking gun. Which, when I was a kid, holy shit, that was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. And uh, I'm sure you saw it today, Doc. Uh, oh, how yeah. About, how about at the end where he pulls out like this <laughs> on stage? Could you imagine somebody doing that now? He pulls out this fucking Uzi and just starts shooting it. <laughs> it is awesome. It that is, is so bad. And in England where they don't allow guns. <laughs> it is so fucking awesome. I love this song. Um, yeah, I, I I love it. It's uh, it's one of my favorites on the album. Shoot him down. Fucking classic. What do you think, Doc? Oh, yeah. I agree with you 100%. This is a... Uh the catchiest great sing-along tune and yeah it's you know a girl shoots you down and then at the very end he's like they think they're hot well i say they're not they shoot us down for fun yeah. if they want to play let's make them pay shoot them down with a fucking gun see that's you know and that's with the, the shit like with i am i'm me it's uh you know self-liberating lyrics like you're somebody don't ever let anybody make you feel less than they are because they're not and you gotta love that, you know. I just love Dee Snider's lyrics, you know, on the, especially on the first three albums. It just, you know, they they really are very instrumental for, you know, your awkward teens where you're finding out who you are, and you know, and uh, and Dee Snider made it very easy to find out who you are, you know. I mean, I'm talking about you know kids that were already in their, you know, in their later teens uh, during the early '80s. You know, that's, you know, probably the most difficult parts of your life, you know, trying to, you know, fit in and do this. But D. Snyder was kind of like, you don't have to fit in. Be yourself. Just believe in who you are. And, uh, you know, and yeah, if a chick shoots me down, it's like fucking, you know, that girls outnumber men in the world, you know, it's like, you're not the only girl on the fucking planet. Let me go for another one. I'm going to succeed anyway. You know, it doesn't matter because. You gotta believe in yourself, and that's what pretty much this song says. And it has that catchy uh, chorus, uh, great, you know, ACDC-ish, uh, simple riffs. Yeah. And uh, and it's just fucking, to me, it's, it's fucking magical. Uh, shit like this. This is uh, probably the most positive song on the album, and uh, which, you know, it's just fucking great. I love it. What do you think, Ian? I, I love it, you know, and like the, the last song, with, you can definitely see the Judas Priest influence. Yeah, this is fucking ACDC through and through, them trying to do it, and uh, it's a fucking classic. This is in that three-way tie for my favorite song on the album, and 
I, I, I think a lot of kids must be listening to this now because that's what you see now. All the nerds get picked on. That's all they do is they go to school and they shoot everybody fucking down. You know, fuck Marilyn Manson. He gets too much credit. I, I, I love him, but kids, I think, are taking this shit to heart. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm getting picked on. I'm going to take a gun to school and fucking kill everybody. Fuck them. Uh, but, hey, I, I love this fucking song, you know. But, uh, you know, I didn't get picked on too much, so I never shot nobody. But uh, I, I love it, man. This is classic. I wish this... See, to me, this could have been an even bigger hit than We're Not Gonna Take It or I Wanna Rock. I think this one's even catchier. I just, unfortunately, there wasn't an audience, you know? Uh, you know, if this would have been a single, if they would have followed up, like, something like this on Come Out and Play, and it was the first single, I, I think it would have shot them in the stratosphere. I think it really could have turned shit around. Uh, but, you know, it was unfortunately, it was on an album that, you know, came out before and got overlooked. But this is fucking, I mean, this has all the makings of a hit, you know, on other kids that are picking on you. Uh, fucking love it. Love it, man. What a way to end side one. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'd like to say something. Uh, side one, aside from one song, uh, other, well, TikTok loves, you know, the, the whole side. <laughs> I think it right. takes. But, but for me, side two even is even better. Thank you. Who wants to take? I take. Right. take yeah, yeah. Okay, As a small child, sitting up in my bedroom, putting in the under the blade cassette, fucking side two, and you hear the the fucking breathing in the beginning of Destroyer, and then the drums kick in. This song was mind blowing to me. Um, and it, my love of it has, has not diminished at all as I've gotten older. Uh, it's, it's probably actually increased. Um, I also remember, I know this, we mentioned earlier that there are a couple fucks in this album, but they're not quite as obvious as the one swear in Destroyer, where he says, we're going to kick your ass. Um. I, I would listen to this album all the time, but I would always run over to the radio and turn it down when it said ass, because I didn't want my mother to... <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, but that's how little I was and how, you know, aware I was of, of this, this word, because to me it was like, oh my God, this is craziness. And as a kid, I just pictured this, this crazy kind of murderous monster going around you know, <laughs> killing the townspeople and whatnot. Um, but it seems in actuality, uh, the, the destroyer, this <laughs> this uh, uh, sentinel that uh, that D created, uh, goes around and he kills bad people. Um, which again shows you how things can be misinterpreted if you don't really look into it um, the whole uh, the riffage throughout the song it's very slow it's uh, it's 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 lumbering you know it makes you it creates a whole kind of vibe uh, of something ominous something dangerous something mammoth that is uh, that is coming for you and uh, 
it's I don't know. It, I can't help but obviously think of Iron Man. You know, it's kind of twisted just as Iron Man. Um, aside from the last few minutes of Iron Man, the the whole instrumental jam part, which I think is amazing. I love I love Destroyer. You know, uh, just as much, if not more, in, in some way, because. I, I heard Destroyer years before I ever heard Iron Man. Um, I love the song, all-time classic. And um, ju- um, Doctor Fuck, you had said earlier that you went to New Jersey to see Twisted Sister. Yeah. Um, I actually went to New Jersey. I think it was at this point uh, two and a half years ago. It was their last East Coast show that they ever did. It was the second to last show that they did in the United States. Um, <clears throat> and I just kind of on a whim, I was like, fuck it, if, if, if they're all done, because you know, it was their final tour, uh, me and a couple buddies, we drove down to <laughs> to, New, to New Jersey to go to some uh, three-day festival thing that Twisted Sister was head- headlining one night. And <clears throat> uh, it was at some weird baseball stadium. It was pouring, the weather was terrible, the attendance was pretty dis- uh, dismal. Um, but when uh, was that the show where Twist Sister ended up suing the promoter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was one of the best sh- shows I've ever seen. Oh, of course. Uh, it, it, they are so fantastic live. And when they went into any track that they played off of this album, I went absolutely ape shit. Uh, it, no more so than when they when they broke into Destroyer. Uh, I absolutely love the song. It's got a huge place in my music world. Um, I wish more people uh, knew about Destroyer. Uh, all-time fucking classic. My second favorite track on the album. What do you think? Ayatollah. Oh, fuck. This is a burning molten slab of metal. <laughs> uh, you know, probably... The heaviest thing they ever did, the darkest thing uh, ever, and it kind of reminds me of you know what Priest would go on to do with you know all the character songs that they would have, like the Sentinel and Nightcrawler and you know Metal Gods and all that shit, you know. But uh, hey, this came before a lot of those. But it, you know, it was one of those. It's a creature song, and it, it's to me at least. But it's, it's just so fucking heavy. And, and I remember hearing this as a kid, like, wow. Uh, you know, at first I thought Burning Hell was like that kind of song, that kind of kind of scary, you know, for, for you know, a 10, 11-year-old kid. Like, wow, that's that's really creepy and eerie. But this burns the shit out of that. Uh, man. And, and this is another side of, of uh, Twisted Sister I think a lot of people don't know. Like a lot of this album. They don't know how heavy they could be, how good they, they just know the catchy, jokey Looney Tunes video songs, you know, and then they know the look and the image and all that, but they have no idea that they could do shit like this. Fucking classic. And what a, what a way to start off the second side and really fucking, you know, up the ante and raise the bar. Fucking killer. What do you think, Ralph? It's the greatest Twist Sister song ever, period. <laughs> period. Uh, well, actually, I, I say it's tied with another song on this album. It's the greatest Twisted Sister song. And there ain't no mistake about it. 
Even today, listening to this shit, it's fucking metal. I mean, metal. And no, you. And, and another great fact is you don't have to play fast to be heavy. Mm. Well, Black Sabbath proved that. And D. Snyder says his best about this song when he introduces it live. This may not be the heaviest song, but it's damn close. And that's so fucking, it's so, oh, God, I've always loved this song. And, and just a little side note, you want to see the most badass video for the Destroyer? Look at the shit I did for this song. It'll fuck you up. I, uh, the, you don't see Twist Sister in the video, though I, don't, I do throw in a couple little uh, pieces of a Strange Land, uh, you know, the part that makes it look like a good movie. And, uh, but I add, I love I that add, movie. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Dude, oh. I, when, 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 uh, when they hung him in the movie and the lightning hit the thing and then he said, what a rush. <laughs> the girl I was with had to hold me down cause I wanted to leave. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be, come on, man. Hey, I, I, I admit it's horrible, but I still like it. Do, do you know, did you know, um, do you have the DVD? Yes. Uh, does it have commentary? Uh, I, I, I'd have to get up and go. I, I don't know. Yeah, because you know they released it without commentary, and then there's a version with commentary. So I had to buy it twice. And the commentary is great, because it's all Dee Snyder. And you know, he's hilarious. But anyway, uh, going back to the song, you got to see the video, because what I did with the video was I added clips of a billion movies and violent clips from movies that I made it match so well with this song. In the beginning of the, of the video, it shows a guy in a gas mask. It's just fucking, I'm awesome, dude. I'm fucking awesome. Hey, Doc, where does one find this fucking video? It's uh, on, well, I think it's Phase Linear, F-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E-A-R, 5-6 on YouTube. I'll send it to you on Facebook. Yeah, uh, put that and- shit up on the, on the combat page, man. I have before when I first made it, but yeah, I haven't done it in a while. But, um, and, and TikTok, if you watch that video, click on the actual page because it has all my videos I've ever made, except for the ones that YouTube banned. But, you know, I made count. I made a video for uh, Burning Hell and, and Under the Blade. I made video, but those feature the band. But, um, but that one is one of my favorite videos I've ever made because it's just, I just really took a lot of time doing it, just putting clips of fucking violent scenes and movies into this shit but yeah this song is so fucking awesome it's to me the greatest Twisted Sister song tied with the next song (laughs) Under the Blade and Destroyer are both tied for my favorite Twisted Sister songs Under the Blade again even today it's a fucking metal song and it's dark it's as dark as Destroyer it's as heavy as Destroyer, but, you know, uh, the pace is picked up. Um, and, uh, you know, they got blamed by the PMRC. This was this one, I think, uh, we're not going to take it. It wasn't this song also yeah. in the fifth Filthy 50. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dee Snyder said that this song was about Eddie Ojeda uh, going to surgery. <clears throat> I think that's bullshit. <laughs> Read the lyrics. Yeah, thank <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, I mean, I, it does allude to surgery, but then it also alludes to somebody's going to fucking kill you. Yeah, it alludes to somebody getting stabbed in a fucking alleyway. Exactly. 
You know, it's uh, you know, there's you know, one time. Uh, it, it could it could have been the inspiration though. You know, it could have been the inspiration, oh, yeah, and then he just he made exactly. it sound cooler because if you wrote a song that was just like note for note lyrically about your guitar player scared to go get his fucking tooth pulled. Uh, you know, that's not pretty metal. You know, like, oh, it just makes him sound like a pussy. But if you take that as the inspiration, as fear, and, and, and disguise it a little bit, you know, I think it works great. No, I mean, there are parts of the song where it does sound like surgery, but then there's parts about, you know, uh, you know you're going to fucking, you're going to get stabbed, you know, at night, you know. <laughs> Be jack or switched, you know. <laughs> What, what does switch mean? Uh, I don't think uh, surgery requires a switchblade. Um, but anyway, oh my god. And uh, oh my god. Under blade. Oh my god. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> uh, dude, the breakdown. And you know, live TikTok, man. And uh, Ian, you saw it live. Oh, yeah. The, the, the time that they all synchronized. It's so awesome. In New Jersey, you know, Snake Sable came out and did this with him. But man, this song, dude, I can't express enough how much I love the title track to this album. Uh, definitely my favorite twist this song along with Destroyer. God damn it, Rules. What do you think, TikTok? Uh, dude, I, I, I agree. This is by far the best song on the album. And I, I think it's tied with uh, Burning Hell is my favorite Twisted Sister songs. I think they're the most evil, heavy songs that they ever created. Um, it is fucking sick and this song doesn't make me think of surgery as much as it makes me think of like uh, like Jack the Ripper or something you yeah. know yeah. I picture a dark alley with a hua walking around <laughs> you know fucking hua's yeah you got filthy hua's walking around disease covered hua's and a dude coming up and, and, and giving him the blade a little bit um, but you know uh, D get did a good job in front of the PMRC and uh, <laughs> said what he said, which I think was probably a good move. But uh, yeah, I fucking love this song. The riff is so awesome, so heavy. And uh, and like you said, whenever they do it live and they, they've done it forever, they do their little synchronized thing. It is very cheesy, but awesome. It works. It works, dude. It, I don't know why it works. Like, if Poison does that, you want to kick him in the throat, you know? <laughs> when Twisted Sister does it, you want to bang your head and, and, and scream and yell. Um, All-time classic. Uh, definitely uh, the perfect song to name the album. Um, I love Under the Blade, and uh, I always will. Uh, what do you think, Ian? Oh, fuck yeah. This is the one that's in my three-way tie with uh, Shoot Him Down and What You Don't Know. Uh, amazing. And I've always, what's always stuck out, I mean, there's so much great shit about this song. Uh, but but is that guitar riff, and I'm going to do another horrible guitar sound again about that. I fucking love, because it's so, it's so distinctive. You know, for a, for a band where the guitar work is uh, you know what we call it, it, it's doable, it's passable, but there's never like that. Oh, remember the solo on that? But it, it has that sound, you know that 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 you you never forget that. That it's fucking badass. Hey, uh, not not to interrupt, Ian. I, I meant to mention that 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 part. I think it's a whammy bar, or whatever the hell. But I, I've heard a version 
where that isn't included. You guys familiar with that? Yeah, where, that's uh, that's from the early years. Yeah, in or whatever in, that album's called. And boy, do you yeah. miss? Yeah, yeah, club club days. Yeah. yeah, club days. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit! That little that whatever the hell he's doing, it it makes the whole intro. It is so awesome. And oh you, yeah. You are right on, Ian. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a lasting. Effect. And it reminds me of stuff like. Uh, like Ace would do in Kiss, you know, it, it's it's not. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Yes, uh, it, it's not like something that's real technical, but it's just it's just something that's so original and stands out that you know there's probably a lot of shredders who wouldn't think of something like that because it's just too simple, but it's effective as hell, and uh, you know it, it sticks in your mind, and, and that's why it's an all-time fucking classic, you know, and also the chorus with the whoa. You know, it's fucking amazing, man. And it totally deserves to be a title track. I mean, Destroyer would have worked well. Hell, any of these songs, but fucking Bad Boys of Rock and Roll <laughs> will work for a fucking, for a title track. Uh, but this one, very deserving. Hell yeah. All-time classic. Well, I'll take uh, the... I, 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 let me... I, I, okay. There's two things I forgot to say about Destroyer, too. Hi. Uh, one... Uh, Twisted Sister fluctuates their set list with a couple songs, and if they if they don't play Destroyer, it's the Beast, and vice versa. And another thing I want to bring up is, as we were talking before, how these two guitar players are nowhere near guitar heroes, but I absolutely love that solo J.J. French does in Destroyer, especially when he starts ripping, which you don't expect them to play like that, when he starts just doing that fast-noted shit. And yep. even before the when he hits the fast note, he does this kind of little melodic thing, which is very you know n- n- unlike a Twisted Sister guitar solo. It's you know very thought out, and the way it just rips. And what's really unique about it, it's a very fast solo to a very slow song, and I think it just merges so good. You know, it's like fucking, it's like uh, peanut butter and David Lee Roth. Thank you. All right, Ian, take the next one. All right, Tear It Loose. I fucking love this one, man. Fucking fast and fucking furious. Uh, and this is one I did, did not remember, you know, because this isn't on any of the, the compilations or anything. And I probably haven't heard this, I would say, since 86 or 87. Uh, and it, it just fucking floored me. I was like, fuck, yeah, where the fuck did this come from? You know what? And, uh, you know, Ralph, you brought up a very good point, you know, because uh, at first I was like, man, you know, you may have sound like two, dis- you know, side two destroys side one. I'm like, what? But it's so good other than bad boys. But I'm like, fuck, there is no bad song on the second side. So, yeah, you got a great point. It's a uh, more brutal, too. It's like, you know, there's no, oh, yeah. you know, there's no hooks. It's all like just punching you in the face. Now, I, I got to say, uh, because... You know, I'm reviewing the version. I, I'm not reviewing the Atlantic version. Good. So, I don't want to either because of the set list. Yeah, yeah you know, because I don't remember. I think that one's on Big Hits and Nasty Cuts, but I haven't listened to that in yeah, fucking years Yeah, a live either. version, I believe. Yeah, and, and, and I remember not caring for that song. But, uh, man, hearing, hearing Destroyer, Under the Blade, and then you go into Tear It Loose, I mean, that's just... It's another one that I just want to throw in people's faces. Like, you think they're a joke. You you think they're this. You think they're that. Check this shit out if you're a fan of metal. And tell me you do not like this fucking song. 
You know, and I, I remember, I think it was our review of um, of uh, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, where there was a song on there that, uh, you know, you, you know that that's, of course you hate it because it's metal and you I'll hate take metal. I'll alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was just like, but for me, the, the, the song wasn't there. I mean, just because it was heavy doesn't mean it was good. Well, this song is heavy and it's good. I mean, it brings everything. And I just wish I remembered this. You know, and I, I guarantee you I won't go this long without listening to this album again. Uh, because of, of fucking shit like Tear It Down. Shit like Run For Your Life. And, you know, so- songs that I totally forgot about. And, you know, probably when I first heard it back when I was 11, you know, 10, 11, 12... Uh, you know, I was definitely into the lighter shit. Now that I like more like true metal, this is a true metal song, and it's fucking killer. There ain't nothing fucking poser about this shit. There's nothing cartoon about it. This is straight up fucking metal. I love this track. What do you think, TikTok? Uh, dude, I couldn't agree more. Um, it, it, and like you were saying, dude, it, it drives me fucking nuts how the the people they they just don't know. You know, uh, anybody who's going to tell me that Twisted Sister's a joke or they're fucking uh, poses or one-hit wonder, they're just uneducated uh, waterheads, you know? Yeah. Uh, Nobody wants to hear from these fucking fools because once you listen to this, you cannot deny that they were a, a true hard rock metal band. They were a heavy metal band for, for, for this time. And Tear It Loose proves that 1,000%. Uh, from uh, AJ's drum intro, which is fucking insane, over the top. And then you get D almost like uh, spitting out these lyrics. Um, this song is like a, a perfect sing-along uh, concert tune. I went out of my goddamn mind when they played this. They played this? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. Dude, yeah, they played it in I, Jersey as well. I think. Oh wow! I think this was actually the uh, closing track, uh, the, the the final song that they played when I saw them in New Jersey. No and shit! I wow. actually, um, in two thousand, it must have been two thousand four or something. They did a twentieth anniversary tour of Stay Hungry, right? Yeah. They dressed up in all the shit and they played the album in uh, in its entirety, and I. Uh, it was sad, but it was awesome for me. Um, I went and saw them at the Plymouth Memorial Hall, which, dude, it's it's like an auditorium at a high school, practically. Uh, tiny little setting, but oh my god! It, for me, it oh, was, my god. It, oh my god! It, oh my god! Oh my god! There it is! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Twisted Sister, dude. <laughs> It was fucking unreal. So they played all of uh, Stay Hungry, and then they played uh, uh, several other tracks, and they played this. It, <laughs> fucking incredible song. Awesome. And it's another uh, uh, kind of a positive message song. Like, uh. D, D is like a... I don't know. He's He should be like a motivational uh, heavy metal speaker guy. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, he's kind of... At least what I get from it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you work hard, but in the evenings or in the weekends, you're going to go out and you're going to fucking tear it loose. You're going to you're gonna tear up some some uh, some snatch. You're going to uh, uh, down some booze. Uh, 
maybe punch a few uh, uh, poses in the face. Uh, but that is after you you work hard and 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 you never give up, which is kind of like an an underlying theme of, of a whole bunch of their tracks. Um, I I love it and uh, I, I want to fucking tear it loose right now. Uh, what do you think, Doc? Fuck yeah! You know what I lo- also love about this song is how they don't give you time to breathe uh, right. on, on the <laughs> album because there's not that like one second delay. You know, between uh, Under the Blade, you know, you, you get, a, you know, like a one second delay on every song, even after the story, you, know, you breathe a little bit. But here it's just like, just like, just almost you. And how can you not notice how this song starts with that amazing drumming? You know, that fucking brutalizing drumming AJ's doing in the beginning of the song. <clears throat> this shit's like pre, you know, speed metal in a way. Uh, you know, and uh, also I have to do a note that uh, Fast Eddie Clark. Uh, oh yeah, the, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah he, he does the solo on this album, uh, on this song with JJ, and JJ talks about it in the documentary how it's, they recorded this album in a barn, and they had the Marshall stacks surrounded by bales of hay, and and they and AJ said to Eddie. Look, we're gonna have to record outside because you know all this decibel shit. And Eddie's like, "Fuck that," <laughs> you know. He's like, and uh, and he said Eddie showed up with two guitar cases, and he opened one of the guitar cases, you know, and and then you know he took his guitar out, and JJ's like, "Hey, what's the other guitar you got?" He's like, "There's not a guitar in there." And he opened it up; it was full of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, oh my God, this fucking song rules man it's my third favorite off the album it's like a one two three punch on it and you know a very interesting word is in this song thrash about mm. you know that there's a first mention of thrash you know in a song that pretty much is kind of thrash you know i just kick it out thrash about till i tear it loose you know and it's like if i'm down and out one day I'll, i won't throw in the deuce i mean how cool is that you know it's uh, and again, a positive song like uh, TikTok was saying. Yeah, work your ass off and then fucking, you know, all that built up tension you have in you, uh, let it explode. And that's what heavy metal is. That's what going to concerts is. You know, let out all your aggression, you know, and uh, just fucking let it all out. And this song uh, not only says it perfectly, but it has the perfect music to go with these lyrics and. Once again, I mean, this fucking song, you know, is more than enough proof that this is not a clowny, goofy, you know, band. This is some serious fucking, you know, I would put this with, you know, Motorhead music, this song, you know? It's as serious as that shit, you know? It's, you know, no fucking, no glitter, no glam. This is a, you know, a total scumbag, fucking 100 miles an hour, ripping tune. Love it. All right, I'll go into the last song, The Day of the Rocker. I think this is a great way to end the album. It's almost like kind of bluesy a little bit, but heavy at the same time. Love the drum fill in the beginning and the way D sings this. It's got this cool vibe. Uh, Probably played in the club days, but I don't think they've ever played this once this album came out that I know of. Uh, When the Reading Fest... uh, uh, show ends. This comes out during the loudspeakers. Um, 
I don't, you know, there's not really much I can say about this song. Um, except that, you know, I mean, it's not one of my favorites. I, you know, I would put it down there, you know, only Bad Boys Rock and Roll, I would put under it. Uh, but it's still a great song. I think it's a great way to end it. It's heavy, but, you know, it's a little more, you know, it's, it's a song you can catch your breath to after the last three that totally fucking beat the fuck out of you, like donkey punched you all the way up to this song, you know? I dig it. What do you think, Tic Tac? Uh, well, this is tied with uh, Bad Boys as my least favorite. Um, as a kid, I didn't like it at all. Um, it has definitely grown on me. Um, like you, you mentioned, the drums, the drums are pretty badass. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really like it as a closer, but... I don't know where it would fit in the album, though. You know, if you were to switch up some tracks, um, I don't know. Maybe you put it at the end of uh, the first side or something. But um, like Ian often says, you know, it, it, you want to end the album with you know something that makes you want to fucking uh, turn it back over or, or you know uh, keep listening to more or whatnot. Um, I don't know the day of the rocker does it. Um, it's things shit like this song um you know you know how uh, d snyder gets all the writing credit right like and and from what he says is he uh he thinks of um uh melodies and whatnot and then he just hums them to the guitarist like really like is he humming these fucking little guitar fills and whatnot to jj and eddie like uh, I, I'd, I'd love to know kind of the specifics on on, on how that really works. Yeah, uh, well, well, how did that work? It's like, look, I'm going to get credit or I'm leaving the band. I mean, that's the only way I can figure. I mean, I, you know, I'm not really uh, 100% sure he didn't write all this music. Maybe he did. I, I don't know. I, I tend to believe him, but like, I don't know. Like, there's only so much you can hum and... And, and that's what makes a band a band. Like everybody kind of adds their own little parts, which, it, you know, it bums me out when you just have these singular songwriters because I find it difficult to believe that, you know, this one dude, you know, came up with every aspect of a song. But Except know. for Bad Boys of Rock and Roll. <laughs> it, yeah, well, you have a point there. But uh, it, this has definitely been a, uh, a grower on me. Um, I, I do like the song now. But it's it's among the weakest ones, and uh, I I wish the album ended with fucking tear it loose. I think that would have been a way to just leave you sweating and fucking uh, angry and uh, you know. Good point. Good point. But, like uh, uh, come on, play ends with uh, uh, killer be killed, which is a fantastic song. But the album's so bad, it's like you don't want to flip it over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't want to hear uh, be, be uh, cruel to your school again. <laughs> I know what you want. You, you want what, what we got. got. Dude, when I was eight, that was yeah, a bingo. classic song. But not so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they should have ended it with killer be killed or ask for your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph, you mentioned yeah, they, should, they should have wrote a song called "Ask for Your Money Back" and ended with that. <laughs> How about the back of? I, I got all the vinyl sitting next to me here. 
you mentioned uh, the back of uh, Come Out and Play. Uh, they're all dressed in uh, jeans and whatnot. But what's with the fucking background with the spray paint? And no, the- no, no. Uh, TikTok. I was talking about You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, not that album. And uh, they're wearing makeup in the back of Come Out and Play. I thought, no, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. No. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They they, they they're dressed in uh, you can't stop rock and roll. Era. Right. Uh, I love I love that look. Uh, yeah, I love it. But in the background, I don't know. Google a picture or something. The, no, no. I know. I know what you're talking about. All the graffiti and says SMF on there and stuff. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I'm not. I'm, I'm not too keen on the back album cover of that. You know. I'm not too keen about anything about that. You know, packaging actually. Even the, the the inside disturbs me. But I I do like the uh, what should call it the what's the pop up? Yeah, the pop up. Yeah, I I de signed the inside. Of that. Yeah, I I got to get that back. I, uh, an ex girlfriend of mine has it. She keeps saying she's gonna mail it to me, and I, and I never get it. But I had when I met him, I had on the inner sleeve. I had the whole band sign where their picture is, uh, except for D. I had him sign the the pop up part, and I have the album, but not the cover and the inner sleeve. That's in Florida, and hopefully I get that back. You know, especially now that AJ's dead. You know, and you know, and I had all five of them sign it. You know that. I mean, that's fucking. You know, that's priceless. <laughs> yeah, the it, the manhole cover could be the best part of the entire album, and uh. I got that album while I was with you fucking scumbags in uh, Nashville last year, so thank you. Nice. How yeah, I... goofy was D. Snyder to file his teeth? <laughs> I mean, that was such a stupid move. You didn't like that? I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck was he thinking? It's like, wait a second, aren't you not on drugs? Yeah. <laughs> you know? What well, the I fuck? Don't, I don't know. I kind of liked it, though. I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was cool. Uh, uh, you liked it too, right, TikTok? No, I mean, but where do you begin on this list of uh, stupid shit that he did then? Like, hmm, let's do a video for fucking Leader of the Pack, and then let's do a video for uh, Be Cruel to Your School. Like, probably among the biggest blunders in music yeah. fucking history was the follow-up to Stay Hungry. I mean, ugh. It, it you is, know, and Steve Snyder said it, said it perfect. He said... When he was writing all the albums up to Stay Hungry, he was broke, pissed off. I mean, they were really broke. Not a lot of people know this, but they were, like, struggling before Stay Hungry. Like, you know, the, you can't stop rock and roll. They owed a lot of money to the record company, and they were really pissed off. And then, you know, while he was writing Come Out and Play, he's like, dude, I'm sitting on next to my big-ass pool in my mansion trying to write the next Teen Ank song. You know, he just wasn't pissed. There you go. And that's what, although I love these albums, but that's, that's exactly what happened with, 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 when you compare uh, Appetite uh, for Destruction with fucking the Illusion albums, you know, that, that fire is gone. That, that, yeah, you know, that, that hunger. And that drummer. (laughs) Yeah. And that awesome drummer is gone. Yeah. So, you know. Whatever. All right. Well, I, I guess I would say I kind of agree with both of you. Uh, different aspects for the for Day of the Rocker. Uh, I would say, yeah, I, 
it, it's definitely better than Bad Boys by fucking light years. But out of all the rest, it would be at the bottom. Uh, it is different, but I, in a way, I think it's like it. It is the perfect one to close the record. Uh, but then, you know, TikTok, you brought up a great thing with Man Just Ended with Tear It Loose. I'm like, wow, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah, that would but, be better, yeah. But, but to do that, you would you would almost, you would have to remove the song altogether for it yeah, to have I don't, that, that I don't think this, yeah, I don't think this song could fit anywhere on the album. Right, uh, other than to close it. But I do think it, it's, it's a good closer because it's just got that feel to it that's a little bit different. Like, now it's winding down. Uh, like you said, Ralph, you know, you know, the previous three were so like, uh, and then, and then you got this, the only problem is it, it isn't up to the caliber of those other songs, but it's not as offensive as bad boys. <laughs> so I, I, I see what you're saying because that, yeah, that's, that one fucking really sticks out like a sore thumb, but, uh, but I don't hate the song, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, lets you go. Now, which uh, which version has uh, you guys know with uh, like after the song initially ends is like two seconds and then it says rock rock rock. Yeah, yeah I, that, I, that's I, that's the secret version. I, I don't know. Maybe the Atlantic version. No, no, it, it, no. It's on. It's on the the one you got too. Okay, it's on both. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, it's it's not. I don't. I believe it's not on the secret version. It's on. It's on the remastered version. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah all right. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's that's a little weird, but whatever. Yeah, no, I I, I, I kind of dug that too because it's a little like you think it's done, then you hear the rock, 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 <laughs> and then and then it's out. I, I don't know. I, I think it kind of fits. It, it don't bother me. Yeah. 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 And you know, just to do a little side note, uh, between "Tear It Loose" and "Day of the Rocker," the Atlantic version has this terrible song called "I'll Never Grow Up Now." Okay. Right? Oh man, that's bad boy. Yeah, shit. yeah, it's really bad. Um, yeah. it just that that shit, and obviously, be cruel to your school. It just like it's it's like Beach Boys type of shit. Like, what are you doing? You fucking yeah. twist this there. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the kind of thing that perpetuates how people see them. That judge them by the looks and the videos. It's yeah. stupid songs like that. That like, oh, they're writing goofy, silly shit. You know. And, and, you know, and, and it doesn't fit on the fucking album at all. At all. It, it's, yeah. it's really... Fuck, fuck that song. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. That song's fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it's, fucking it's, it's, Waterhead it's a, song. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Waterhead song. Yeah. yeah. I bet the Waterhead's fucking... Uh, it's at the top of the charts on the yeah. fucking Waterhead. It's not the, the Watton song. It's a Waterhead song. It's fucking yeah. terrible. Terrible. All right. Nice. All right. All right. Well, this album was released originally September eighteenth, nineteen eighty-two. Uh, it did not go gold uh, in the U.S., but apparently, overall throughout the planet Earth, it has sold two million copies. So that's wow. cool. That's yeah, nice. if, yeah. If you add up everywhere, it's definitely this one was bigger in Europe than it was, uh, you know, particularly the U.K. than it was over here. Uh, but I mean, if if you look at their whole career, well, I, I guess judging by U.S. Uh, sales, they had two gold records and one triple platinum. So you know they got a gold for uh, "You Can't Stop Rock and Roll" and for "Come Out and Play" and a triple platinum one for "Stay Hungry." So there you go. But I'm sure this sold more than uh, "Love Is for Suckers," even though I bought it on cassette. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I got the vinyl sitting right next to me, Dick. That's awesome. Come on, that's that's awesome. Still, yeah, I still had the vinyl I bought when it came out. Come on, Wake the Sleeping Giant is fucking amazing. Wake the Sleeping Giant. I like uh, I like the first few tracks, and that's about it. Uh, did, any, did any of you guys see him play Wake Up the Sleeping Giant? Yes, but I uh, D Snyder solo, but the SMF D Snyder's SMF. Right. Uh, well, they, they did they did play it on One Twisted Sister tour because fans were bitching because they wanted to hear one thing off of every album, and D was always like, "Oh, it's gonna." piss off the band but they did in, in the 2009 tour they did play it I, I, I would have liked to have heard that with the actual band <clears throat> Ralph do you ever hear him play uh, I'm so hot for you or uh, <laughs> no no or uh, one bad habit or <laughs> tonight's like gonna last rock, forever <laughs> or, or how about I want this night to last forever <laughs> so, and, you know, I, I like the last song, even though it's so goofy. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, oh. but I, I love the title track. I that whole. Oh, you, I love it you, too. You what? You will <laughs> with your heels on. Here I go again. Oh my god, it's so it cheesy but awesome. It should have said you what? You will with your shirt tucked in. Linger, <laughs> it's everybody. Thank you, thank you. Man. But, uh, no, man, great album, and I, and I want to thank you, TikTok, because you, you did make me go back and revisit this, and uh, whereas when I went back and revisited uh, You Can't Stop Rock and Roll for, you know, when Ralph picked it, and I was kind of like, eh, on the album, this one, man, I was full on, fuck yeah, uh, this is going to stay in my playlist, and uh, awesome pick, brother, I thank you. Uh, oh, thank you, dude. Um, you know, this is this is an album that's been with me for as long as I can remember. I think it's on par with uh, Stay Hungry. Um, absolute metal classic. And I like the idea of us doing this and throwing it out to people who, you know, uh, may have passed this, this album by over the years and whatnot. Because Twisted Sister, uh, at least their early shit, is fucking awesome, and uh, any metal fan should be aware of this stuff. So, um, what do you guys think if you've heard it or not, or whatever? What do you guys think of the new uh, D. Snyder music? Do you listen to it at all? Or? Uh, I haven't I, listened to it. Yet. Yeah, I, I love side one of uh, of uh, for the love of metal. It's yep. fucking awesome. Side two. Oh man, it's that modern down tune, bouncy crap. Uh, it ends with a good song, the title track, but yeah, side one's amazing. You know, I mean, I'm I, I own it on vinyl, so I'm judging it that way. Oh. But side one is great. Side two, it just goes into this, you know, God smackish, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to, but it's that modern what today is considered, you know, commercial yeah. metal. And it, it, should, it should be noted that all the music and all the lyrics were written by Jamie Jostin. He wrote nothing for the album. Uh, he said he might have tweaked one or two words here and there, but it was totally wasn't written by him. And, uh, and but, believe it or not, the, the, that sellout album he released before that, yeah. uh, I, I bought it. I saw it at my record uh, local record shop. I was like, man, I really love the We're Not Gonna Take It, and I like that other song called So What? So I took a chance, and I brought it home, and you know, there was a couple decent, like, pop you know, type songs that were pretty good, and then there's some that are just 
dude, it's like fucking Backstreet Boy shit. It's like, you know, <laughs> what the fuck? But, you know, it. believe it or not, I thought the whole album was going to suck except for those two songs. No, there was like maybe like, uh, I'd say it probably has about like four decent tracks on it. You know? Yeah, I, I, I've heard a few. Um, a couple of them were pretty badass. Um, I, I don't recall the, the titles, but uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Josta, he seems to, he, he did a good job, at least on a couple of these songs, uh, kind of capturing the the deep. I love I Don't Owe You Yesterday. I love that fucking song. Yeah, that, that, that fucking rule. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Exactly. That's that's the one that I bought initially. and uh, was... American Made is also really good off that. And the, whatever the first track is, is bad. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna buy it, but I've I've heard that several times now that uh, it's half of it's pretty awesome, the other half sucks. And, yeah. and and D has come out and said in recent interviews, and I don't know if this is to justify for the album or not, but he says he loves new metal. He said he loved Limp Biscuit. Ah. Uh, uh, you know, and that's what he says. Now, is that to cover uh, for that or not? And I'll tell you, I don't know because I mean, if you look at a lot of stuff that's on the Strangeland soundtrack, is a lot of new metal bands. But again, was that him trying to stay current at the time to draw attention because that was the flavor of the month, or does he really like it? I don't know. It seems weird that he would. It seems more like he was doing it for you know from a money standpoint. But uh, you know, who, who knows? I have to give it a listen. I wish I wish you didn't just fucking say that. Dude. Anybody who likes Limp Biscuit, I want to, uh, I want to give him the, I want to give him the blade in an alleyway. <laughs> you know? Yeah, okay. I want to, I want to do, I want to put him in surgery and do malpractice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh man! All right. Well, now it's time to go into pick of the week and uh, TikTok. You are our guest. What is your pick of the week? Uh, well, guys, uh, if if you'll allow me, I've got a, a couple. I, I I would like to uh, throw out a couple bands that I'm fairly positive uh, most people are not aware of, but uh, I absolutely love. Uh, Everybody knows Boston, okay? <laughs> yeah, there's this little band uh, that put out an album in, uh, what, 76? <laughs> anyway, uh, now, first off is a, a band uh, from Detroit called The Mugs. Uh, M-U-G-G-S uh, they call themselves the ugliest band in the world um, they are a three piece and they're they are absolutely fucking a, a insane rock and roll band with Sabbath-esque uh, riffs um I'm so very impressed by these guys. At this point, they have four albums out. Um, they're not on any sort of major label, but they're available on iTunes, and you can see them on YouTube and all this type of shit. They also have a live album. Uh, the album I would recommend is uh, their 2008 release, which is their second album called um, On With The Show. I think front to back, it is a perfect album. Uh, and their debut album, the self-titled album, uh, is awesome as well. I love the mugs. I I would love for you two uh, specifically to check out the mugs. I'd love to hear what you think of them. Um, awesome. 
the, I will. For sure. The song that got me into him was, uh, it's a long track, but boy, it's a killer. Um, uh, Never Know Why. It is fucking amazing. The mugs are awesome. And um, not too long ago, I, uh, I was made aware of a band called The Lemon Twigs. Uh, the, the name is a little fruity, but these are two brothers out of Long Island that are barely out of high school, which normally when I think of kids and whatever, I'm like, I want nothing to do with it. You know, whereas Greta Van Fleet is getting all this praise and all this hype. I think the Lemon Twigs are the real deal. They are um, very, uh, they have a vintage sound. You can tell that they grew up listening to exclusively the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Um, and, and some early Floyd, but the way that they put songs together is incredibly um, impressive, uh, especially when you think of their age. Uh, I strongly recommend people go, uh, going on YouTube, checking out the Lemon Twigs live. Um, they are amazing, and their album, Go Hollywood, is front to back, again, fucking incredible. It's um, it, it's rare that new bands get me excited um, and the Lemon Twigs and the Mugs uh, give me faith and give me hope about the uh, the future of rock and roll and um, I, I can't recommend them enough so uh, please check them out nice nice right how, about, on, how about you Ralph you got some uh, yeah I'm gonna stick with what we reviewed but the DVD version uh, I, I suggest you know it's, it's a trick thing because the DVD that's under the blade uh, that brings the DVD is a secret version where I prefer the Atlantic version, so get both. But uh, I guess you know what I really want to recommend is the DVD that comes in that comes with this because uh, it, it's it's fucking awesome. But you know, fuck it. I even got another one. Um, TikTok, you may have to help me, or maybe you, Ian. That other DVD they put out, which is two DVDs. One is the 9-11 show, and the other is the yeah. I got the North North Side New York, whatever it's called. Yeah, I won that on Eddie Trunk show. Oh, cool! Have you seen that TikTok? I have not. Oh, dude, dude check great. it out! It's it's a show they did right before they went to England to record uh, Under the Blade. It's pro shot in a club, uh, and it's yeah, awesome. I, ha- I I have I've seen that on YouTube. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yep. You could purchase it on, and you know, like, like the end of the blade, it brings interviews about the show and all that shit. I mean, they were there saying, "Look, we're, we're you know, this is our farewell tour. This is our farewell show." You know? We're going off to be big stars, so right, exactly, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but uh, yeah, though, I, I'm recommending Twist Sister up the ass here, man. Those DVDs oh, are really worth <laughs> Awesome. All right, well, I also have two, and one of them I'll be real quick because, Ralph, I believe you already made this a pick of the week once, but I can't recommend it enough, and that is the 1994 Live at Hammersmith album. It was recorded in 1984, uh, but it was put out in 1994 by Mark Mendoza and J.J. French, and it's just a great, great fucking show, and they, they also tack on a couple... Uh, songs at the end from 1979, some covers of Jailhouse Rock and Train Kept a Rollin'. Uh, but what a, what a, it, it lets you hear what a powerful band they were. And, and, and there's some classic fucking stage raps to boot that, that are so good. D, 
D was so great at that shit. Uh, I can't recommend yeah, that enough. My favorite line is when he says, you see these cameramen here? Don't hit the cameraman, don't throw stuff at the cameraman, and don't fuck the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, um, I went out and bought that album uh, per your recommendation there, Doc. Uh, cool. And, yeah, it is... Uh, it I'm is, surprised you didn't have that already. But, no, no. I, somehow, uh, I don't know, I just, I, I didn't. And uh, and it is is probably in my top three live albums. Oh, uh, it, to me, it's the greatest live album uh, with with Made in Japan after the seventies. Uh, uh, I love it. I'd say Made in Japan and uh, Live After Death. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I'm with you there, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, and then, then I'm sorry, my internet is breaking up. <laughs> You're a freak for not loving that album, but go, go ahead, Ian. Uh, all right, so yeah, everybody go out and buy that. Uh, but the next one uh, is when it's related because it's a D. Snyder side band. But this in particular, uh, I really have to thank Ralph for because I heard this. It was probably his first or second radio show, and he played this song. and And uh, I don't think he he didn't he didn't announce what it was till after the break. But it was Widowmaker. And uh, he played this song, Long Gone. And I was like, holy fuck, is that good? I was like, man, that sounds like fucking D. Snyder. But, you know, it doesn't sound like Twisted Sister musically or anything. I was like, man, who the fuck is that? And I, I remember I was at work. Because uh, you were doing, it was like a special thing you were doing during the daytime. And I, I had to keep listening. So I, like, had to run away and, you know, hide. So I could hear when he came back from the break, and sure enough, he said it, it was Widowmaker off their second album, uh, "Stand By for Pain," and and it just blew my mind. And I've played that song multiple times on my show, and the whole album's pretty kick-ass too. But oh, just it's awesome. just that song alone, though, uh, is, is, is reason enough to buy. I mean, this is one you could justify buying it for just one track. Long There's a gone. Video for it. Yeah, that I I never knew. I never knew because. You know, by the time, I think that came out in 94 or something like that, you know. They, they were showing it on Latin MTV. At the yeah, yeah, not, not on American one, though, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that was gone already by yeah. but, uh, But, no, a great one that, uh, you know, I, I want to thank you for, for turning me on to. Because I, I never really paid attention to his, uh, his, his solo shit back then. But you, you made know, the first one, the first one is radically different. Right. Uh, it's B- Bullets more, and Blood, it, I believe it's called. Yeah, it's more in the vein of Twisted Sister. It doesn't sound like Twisted Sister, but it's more poppy, though it does have some good heavy tracks. But right. that one is, I mean, a lot of people point as bu- Bullets, uh, that one as the better one. Not me. I think Stand By For Pain is yeah. fucking amazing. But uh, yeah, so that and Live at Hammersmith, uh, definitely check those out. Those are our picks of the week. And now it is time to go into Fan of the Week, and you know who it is. It's the one, the only TikTok man, and uh, it's such a pleasure to have you, brother. I know you first came into my radar uh, when Ralph would read your YouTube comments. Yeah, because you're awesome. You weren't you weren't too much of the Facebook guy, but you would leave those comments on uh, on on YouTube, and every time you would read something that you wrote, I would just die laughing and I, I know all the other listeners did too and uh 
you know, TikTok and, and Max Power. Oh guys. yeah, <laughs> but but brother, we are we are so lucky to have you as a listener. And when we got to meet you last year at the first Rock and Pod, man, and you brought us those awesome Van Halen shirts, and yeah. you kind of came in. It was like a fucking, it was like a TikTok tornado because you got there late, you left early, but fuck, did you leave an impact? And uh, it was a great time, and we hope next year uh, that you make it to the expo and that you you stay the whole weekend, dude, because we want to do some serious partying with your ass. Goddamn right, dude. I will. Uh, and and I, I met your asshole. I mean, we really want to party with that one. What do you mean, we? Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, I guess I won't be there next year. I, I'm oh, pussy. <laughs> you ruined it, you homo. <laughs> yeah, that dress is really fucked with your brain, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I mean, God, you like Twisted Sister? I'll sing Twisted Sister while I do it. Uh, I, all right, then. You should have said that. Yeah, from the- yeah it's only oh, gay God. if you look down. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, dude. Thank you, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't say enough about uh, uh, what this show means to me and uh, how happy it makes me to uh, to just be a small part of it. You guys are both uh, uh, great dudes, you know, filthy scumbag homos, but I love you both. You know what I mean? <laughs> Appreciate and, you know, it. Just for that, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> Yeah, right. I thought you were going to fuck my ass. Like, get no, that was the end. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you'd yeah. probably lick my ass, right? <laughs> no, hey, man, that's disgusting. I would never do that. Yeah, that's no. vile. Unless a girl does it to me, then that's nice. Well, uh, yeah, obviously, dude. But, but TikTok, I'll tell you this now, man. This is this is uh, Scout's Honor, bro. Pinky Promise. Yes. Uh, whenever we do another review on the Beatles or Zeppelin, mm. you're definitely going to be involved in it. Well, well, thank you, dude. Um, I would, I would love to do that. And you know, it occurred to me, I would love to do. And we started talking about this a while back. Something that I'm not such a fan of, because I would love to say horrible things and uh, and not be such a nut swinger about things that we we uh, review. You know, we gotta do hot in the shade. Uh, we could do like open up and say ah uh, maybe uh, uh, fuck. Oh yeah, we we're planning on that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have you for that one, man. That'd yeah, be yeah, yeah. Actually, we will have you. I'll, I'll review the shit out of uh, Love on the Rocks. and uh, <laughs> uh, I don't even know that. Oh, dude. the wind. Uh, <laughs> now, hey, Ian, what are you, an asshole? That's on the third album, uh, Flesh and Blood. Oh, my See, bad. <laughs> God, I have more respect for Ian now than you. <laughs> dude, I grew Love on the Rocks. You know the fucking, you know a deep track. I do. Dude, I loved Poison when I was fucking eight. Now... You know, not too much, but... Uh, well, yeah, it makes sense if you like Bad Boys or Rock and Roll. Uh, yeah, see? It all it all, it all, all makes sense. There's also Poor Boy Blues, uh, which ends the album, too, so that's... Uh, oh, my God. That's... <laughs> uh, I'm feeling filthy now. <laughs> you my hero has disappointed me. Ah, uh, dude, it's still better than fucking Gay Kiss. <laughs> yeah! Oh, my God. You know, oh. I went uh, real quickly. Are you guys familiar with a, a chick group called the Wailing Jennies? No. That, you know, it's a play on word. They're, they're three yeah. It's kind of uh, bluegrassy country uh, folk. They sing like angels. They're amazing. I've seen them live a couple times. 
and we, we uh, got an Uber from the hotel. And I struck up a conversation, believe it or not, talking about Triumph and Rush with the Uber driver. Stanley is the greatest frontman of all time. And uh, <laughs> Paul, Paul Stanley was your Uber driver? <laughs> it was so disappointing, and I was fucking freaking out on him, but it was all in good fun. But I, I couldn't believe, like, you, I don't know, you people, I don't, I don't get you. Oh, dude, <laughs> let me tell you something. I think he's one of the worst, if not the worst. I like Paul Stanley as a performer, what? but when he gets on the mic, he's fucking terrible. That doesn't make any sense, dude. What do you mean as a perform? If if he can't sing, he dances around. No, 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 no. I'm talking about all. I'm not talking about Paul today. You know, I'm talking about yeah. back in the day. I thought he, he, you know, he was a good. He had good stage presence. Uh, I right, thought. right. What Ralph's talking about when he would stop and talk to the crowd I mean, and try oh to do my. stick. Yeah. If not, I, probably the worst frontman of all time when it oh. when it comes to rapping on stage. Well, once again, it's, it's got to be a generational thing, dude. He prances around. He's like a fucking heavy metal liberal. Well, no, well, again, again, I'm not talking about the asylum, Paul Stanley. Or not. I thought he was very good in the 70s. He had good stage presence all the way up to, like, you know, creatures. Even look it up, you know. It, I will even give him, like, no, no. Animalize is when he started yeah, grabbing his own ass. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That's when that's when it got really bad. Not not lick it up when he's fucking snapping no, fingers and dancing around like a homo. Well, no, well, he didn't really do that live yet. You know? <laughs> it was the next album. All right. Well, the next time we started making out with himself and grabbing his own ass. <laughs> really? Started, yeah, yeah. He started you know, his own asshole. You, you know, you know that that move that you know that little move that when you turn around you put your arms around him. You're back and you start, you know, you're, oh, you're pretending it's somebody else's arms like you're making out. He was doing that shit live. <laughs> and, and yeah, and there's people that like swear he's the greatest frontman ever. And I'm like, fucking A. We, we, ought, to, we ought to review the animalized live video. Yeah, you know, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people have asked me to do that on, on all the Oh, please let me do that with you guys. Uh, no, 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 fuck that. You're committed to poison. That shit's going to be awesome. I, uh, I'd rather do Kiss. I like poison 50 times more than 80s. But, but Ian doesn't want to do Kiss anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, in time, in time, we'll do it again. I'm, I'm just punishing the fucking Kiss nerds, and I'm not giving them what they want. Yeah, but dude, they'll, they'll hit me fucking rape their fucking hit. Yeah, yeah I, I tell you, that, that's worth it. Fuck it. I'll, I'll break it to do that. We got to do that. We got to get them a copy of Animalized Live. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, well, well, now we're full-blown gay. Let's go to the plugs. Earpillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's, Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K, 8 p.m. U.K. time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Hey, rock music fans. This is Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Audiovisual Podcast. Join yours truly as I look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life. And I'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten. And we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal. And there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, 
tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube. Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. From New York. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? From North Carolina! Skitter Pal Meow Meow. This is Bushy. And the Mountain. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much! Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at DecibelGeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. This is Ian Wadley, Wadzilla from Wadzilla's World. Do you want to hear the greatest, most eclectic show on the internet? Show up for the best in hard rock, heavy metal, classic rock, funk, soul, and anything else I deem necessary. Wadzilla World, only on Cranium Radio, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be here or be a bitch. Hey there, it's Dr. Fuck giving you the Dr. Fuck Show ID. That's right. The Dr. Fuck Show. Aaron here every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Come in and join the chat room. It's always a great, crazy time. That's right. I've been doing this for years on that metal station. And you will love it. Nobody hates the Dr. Fuck Show. And what I mean by that is if you hate the Dr. Fuck Show, you're a nobody. All right, well, if you love this fucking twisted sister transgender fucking episode with TikTok Man, come back next week when once again it'll be another fan-picked episode. But I guarantee you it probably won't be as good as when we do Kiss with TikTok. But regardless, come back next week to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Ooh.